Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of season two of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. And the Sparkster is here. Yes. Sparky, a, a puppet, if uh, you're watching or not watching, but if you're listening to the audio only, a puppet of a dog who believes he's alive. So how are you doing, Mark? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm well. So I hear you have a, uh, you've got a, an exciting trip planned for next week to Canada's Wonderland. Canada's Wonderland, the second best, uh, like... Um, Wonderland in Canada? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, entertainment park, what, what do you call it? Like with rides? Is it an amusement park? An amusement park. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the second best in Canada, in oh, North America. Really? Really? Yeah. I've yeah. never been. I've been to La Ronde many times when I was younger. Montreal's yeah. amusement park, but well, and I, I've noticed. I was looking at the prices, and the prices have gone significantly up over the last yeah. uh, ten years or so. Like, like it's it's not surprising. So, um, so what would be the best? If you the channel, then? rate, review, and subscribe, it'd be good. Yeah, you could also send us an email. There you go. Uh, what would be the best amusement park then? Disney World? I think it's Six Flags. Really? So maybe Disney World is not know. in that category because it's pretty hard to beat. I have a hard time that Disney World, well, Disneyland are not in the top I think it's for the rides. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, you'll know. We'll, you can report back. Yeah. We'll are you see. a ride guy? For two days, I will be. Yeah, I used to be a ride guy, but now I don't know. They just, I don't uh, know. I just, uh, <laughs> we did, uh, I did Space Mountain. <laughs> When we were there, Disney World, oh, it's got to be six, seven years ago now. And we did it twice. And I was okay the first time, but doing it right, like, back to back on the second go. Uh, well, let's put it this way. They, there's a place where they take your photo, you know, in the dark. And uh, when the photo, Paulette was like, holy man, are you keeping it together, dude? And I, I was not looking well. So, uh, so I do enjoy them, but I don't know. Getting old, maybe. <laughs> Certain that inner that, ear thing. That is definitely. I'm told if you do them constantly, you you actually redevelop. You know the balance, but if you only do them once every like five years, you as you get older, you start to lose some of that that uh, proprioception, and uh, you're more you're more prone to the dizziness and the. Well, whoa, I think. Whoa, whoa. I think. So, I, yeah. So enjoy. <laughs> Have a good time. So today's coffee <laughs> is from Cafe Fantastico. Cafe Fantastico. In Victoria, BC. Mm. It's a Mexican mal, uh, malinal mm, nayarita. It's a Mexican uh, from, it's washed and it's katura, katuai, and tipica. Tasting notes are dark chocolate, brown sugar, and smoke. I have to say, when I was picking uh, which one we would have today, I'm going like, smoke? I'm not so sure about the smoke. Smoke? But it, but it tastes great. It does. It's quite nice. I wouldn't quite... call it light, but it's not. No, but it's not It's not camp coffee. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's you know, good. it's funny. I, I went to I went to the Yukon, went to Whitehorse. I think we told you about that. Yep. Beans North. We had a great coffee when we were there. But I'll tell you that the the bag that I got of beans is kind of underwhelming. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, tastes a little like camp coffee, just a little too, little too meaty, too raw, too yeah, too too, too 
almost bitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh, there, there's nothing bitter doing? about this. No, no, this is really quite smooth actually. Yeah, very yes. nice. Pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Fantastico opened up in 1993. Wow! So we would have been we we were still living there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe it was your hangout. No, I'm afraid I'd remember that. Okay. <laughs> Do we have a dad joke? All right, we have a dad joke. The Sparkster's ready. Okay, so it's uh, a typical Wednesday morning, and uh, the man's getting out of the shower, and his wife's just... Sorry, the man's coming into the shower, and his wife's just getting out of the shower, you know, before work type thing. So they kind of pass each other, and uh, suddenly there's a knock on the door. And he's like, ah, and she's like, just hop in the shower. I'll get it. Right. So she grabs a towel, wraps his towel around herself. He's in the shower. Down she goes. She answers the door and it's their neighbor, Jim. Ah, oh, so she opens the door. Oh, I think I've heard. Yeah. And uh, she's like, hi, Jim. And Jim, of course, is, is somewhat taken aback by the neighbor's wife. Nothing but a towel. Right. So he looks up left up and down the street and he says, I'll give you 500 bucks if you show me what's under the towel. So she looks up and down the street, whoosh, opens a towel, closes it up. He hands her 500 bucks and off he goes, right? She goes back up to the bathroom. Husband's in the shower. He goes, who was it? She said it was Jim from across the street. He goes, oh, did he have the 500 bucks he owes me? <laughs> Jim, 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 Jim. Jim, Jim. <laughs> do you have a dad joke? I do. Why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants? In case he got a hole in one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call a line of men waiting for a haircut? Oh, I don't know. A barbecue. A bar <laughs> okay. And one last one. Why do fly uh, why do fly golf? Why do seagulls fly over the sea? Uh, I don't know. Because if they flew over the bay, they would be bagels. <laughs> okay. Wah, 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 wah. All right. Okay, see you, Sparky. So what have you learned? What have I you, learned what, a couple of things. Know? So next week on August the 29th. So today is, well, I guess it will have happened by the time this podcast comes. Okay. Um... Artemis One will have a launch. Now, Artemis is this Ooh. new uh, planned lunar mission from the U.S. Oh, from this NASA. is a NASA mission, right? It's a NASA mission. Yeah. So the plan is to set up a base on on the moon. Mm -hmm. So they have pulled out their first, basically heavy rocket that is designed to like leave. Earth orbit? Learn leaf Earth orbit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, NASA has, uh, it's called a SLS. And um, it's the first time they pulled one out for NASA, uh, not using some other agency. Yep. Uh, like uh, Since 1972. Really? Which, which would have been Apollo 17? Apollo is one of the 17. Apollo missions. Yep, Apollo 17, last Apollo mission. And, um, and this is an uncrewed... Um, in case it explodes, maybe. yeah. Uncrewed launch, and it will send an orbiter around the moon. Awesome. Back. So it is. I had heard the that first, they were working on, on the this. first one. Um, so that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So what happens when the astronauts get there? I know, I know this one's unmanned. 
when they launch and when they arrive, there's a big sign that says property of Elon Musk. <laughs> no, his, I already been there. His sign, his sign is going to say next stop Mark. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. You know, uh, a lot of people I think are, well, I know because I are, are, you know, somewhat disappointed or I guess dismayed by the fact that we, and by, I, by we, I mean, you know, the human race, but particularly the United States really pulled back, you know, from, from that whole uh, lunar exploration. Cause well, we they... ran all those Apollo missions and then suddenly it became Congress didn't want to approve it. And you know, what do we need to go back to the moon for? And yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, an arresting of, of uh, forward motion for quite a long, I mean, it's, we're talking almost 50 years. Well, yeah, no, 50 years, really. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the real issue uh, is, if you think about it, what they discovered, that it was significantly cheaper and more effective to send unmanned robotic, um, robotic probes, probes sure. yeah. to wherever they needed to go. So they've gone all over the place. Um, but, uh, and, and I guess part of it is that from a... From a um, a PR perspective, if you lose a probe, yeah, you lose a probe. If you lose a, a rocket with people on it, yeah, that's not so good. Yeah, crew, yeah, yeah. Although we've lost two, you know, with the orbiters, so. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So does the doctrine of discovery still apply then if uh, <laughs> if they go to the moon or? And they find little aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on which church is going. I guess. So. Well, that's, so that's exciting. Yeah, we'll be watching for that. Uh Hopefully that you know won't explode on on launch. And it's been a long time since NASA has uh, put something that, like that. Well, you uh, think about how complex the James Webb Telescope is and how, right. how how well it's performed. Yeah, um, that is a bit optimistic, uh, yeah. or or gives some optimism. I yes, uh, I learned something fascinating about so the Saturn V rocket, which is what they used to. Uh, fly to go to the moon with the Apollo missions. Uh, there was lots of talk, and this is maybe part of the reason why it, it took so long to go back. Apparently, uh, we lost the the ability to remanufacture those because mm -hmm. the original schematics, They're like so Russian. many things, in, no, 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 but like so many things in the real world, the original design was incomplete. And so there was a whole bunch of tweaks that were made, you know, kind of as they were manufacturing it, a little bit of experimentation. So start from the original drawings, but somehow they lost a, a lot of those records, like basically the as-builts, if you will. So yeah, they yeah. knew that, yes, we still have the original plans, but that's not what went that into went space, out. you know. So we've lost that information. So they weren't able to just, because people were asking, well, we did this back in the 60s, just rebuild the Saturn V, and much to their... I guess a little sheepish. They're like, well, yeah, we sort of lost the notes, so we don't know how to do it anymore. Well, you know, and it's interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, another thing I learned a little while ago, but I don't think we've talked about, was uh, the difference between the difference between kind of uh, the rockets done by the U.S. and the rockets done by by the Russians. So, um, in terms of rocketry, the Russian rockets. Uh, are significantly better than the American rockets. 
in general because with the American rockets, they they have these nozzles, right? The, mix, the mixing chambers for them. Okay. And every time they get used, they need to be remanufactured. Right. But they're uh, the Americans went big. Yep, as usual. And then and these big nozzles, they need to be able to rotate to control attitude. Sure. And, Whereas the Russians went small, but many of them. Mm. And it turns out their their design of using smaller but uh, easier, more to, numerous, more yeah. numerous, yeah. Uh, also improves the ability to remanufacture them. Interesting. Um, plus, if something goes wrong with one of the nozzles, you've got more to more cover. More backups. Uh, and, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and um, and in fact. Um, I was watching this thing about the different. So there's a in the mid '80s, there was a Russian space program developing a, a reusable shuttle for the Russians. I remember hearing about this. So it's interesting because um, it never got finished. It got shelved before they actually really did anything. It. It got shelved because of political issues, okay. Uh, and uh, but what's interesting about it, it, it looks like the American uh, space shuttle. Yes. But fundamentally, it's not. So it, well, there's certain you know, I guess principles of aerodynamics that would dictate a well, similar. The Russians did copy a sure. lot of the stuff from the Americans because they, apparently the Americans posted it in a way that it was. Easy to copy. Easy to, easy to, to copy. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, fundamentally, it's a very different, um, a, a different shuttle. And if it had ever gotten going, it, it would have been significantly more effective. That they had the opportunity to win the space race with right. the Americans. And they chose not to do it for political reasons. And it was political. Well, possibly economic too, right? Um, I think it might, have been, at, it might to... have been at the end, but yeah. in the beginning it was almost entirely We are too busy in Afghanistan. Kind of, yeah. So, so, so their motto was, Russian shuttle come back from space. Hey, so, America, in your face. <laughs> so uh, so the, the, the part of it was, the, and there were two versions of it. The first version um, didn't have any... So like the space shuttle used that big orange tank yeah. fed fuel through the rockets for the space shuttle. Right. Um, the the um, the Russian one, and I can't remember the name of the the, the 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 shuttle, but it doesn't have those rockets. So basically, when it's landing, it's 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 a glider, mm. right? It's a dead stick glider. Um, but because of that, they could turn it around super fast because they don't have to remanufacture the nozzles. Oh, like, right. All these rockets every time. Oh, even the ones on the shuttle? On the shuttle had to be remanufactured. That's oh, why it took so long to turn them around. And, um, but because it doesn't actually have those, uh, there's no rockets on it. Um, and it, it, it makes it. And so they basically strap it onto simpler rockets. Sure. To take off. Well, the the, uh, the Russians were always very practical. When you looked at, they would land their uh, like Apollo style capsules just um, on land, right? Like where they the Americans were splashing down in the ocean, 
And the Russians are like, Ugh, we just land in a field. You know, it's a little bumpy, but what the hell? It's called right? the Buran, Buran program. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And I don't think it ever, ever... Ever took, flew? Ever flew. Well, secret missions, maybe. Right. They must have built that secret moon base somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I learned today that we are getting a new Supreme Court justice. In Canada? Uh, yeah. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Uh, Justin Trudeau has just no nominated... Her name is Michelle Obasawan... She's a Abenaki from Odenak, uh, and so she will be the first Aboriginal so she, Supreme Court so justice. So she's from Sweden, is she? No, yeah, no, she's from Ontario. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just joking. So she's a Franco-Ontarian and has been serving as a judge on the Ontario Superior Court of Justice since 2017, and just recently, uh, oh no, at some point, uh, got her PhD in law from the University of Ottawa. Would, so, would, that make uh, so her the, highly, would that make her the first Indigenous Supreme Court justice? Or is, uh, uh, It says, first Indigenous person nominated to Supreme Court of Canada. And she's a woman? And she's a woman. All good. Yeah. So, um, and she looks fairly young. Hard to say from the photo, but I'd say, you know, she's not like, uh, she may be in her 40s. So she'd probably be serving on the court for a, a good amount of time. Well, I don't think um, it's a lifetime appointment, is it? I believe it is. Yeah. Well, they I think they, I think have, they have some they term go limits. super numinera super numinera numina, yeah. They have to retire at super 75. Numinera, numinera. There's a there's a term for judges where you uh you age out, but um I think you have the option to stay if they if if you want to or if they want you to, but I think generally the retirement age is 75. So unlike the US where they they go into, go into they, their nineties, you know, so, oh, yeah. uh, that's like that Diane Feinstein who, uh, is a democratic Senator for the state from of California. California yeah. And apparently they say she's, she's suffering from some kind of, of degenerative. Well, she just uh, recently lost her husband, mental disease. Like they say, she's, it's, I don't know if it's Alzheimer's or something, but apparently like just a very hard time sticking with it. And they're like, no, no, she's fine. She's fine. She's only 89 years old. No, she's, she's good. Isn't, is she, I, I thought she was even older. Oh, she that. could be older than that. And I think it's like, wow. I mean, I'm certainly not an ageist, but. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just like. Um, I'm, I'm of the opinion that like, like just. Why, why, why wouldn't you do something like fun? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I guess maybe being a oh, senator. Oh, you're right. She's 89 years yeah, old. Maybe being a senator is fun. Well, speaking of ageism, uh, I guess we're learning more and not, none of it good about this whole uh, Lisa LaFlamme thing, right? Oh, man. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I've been watching like network television for a long time but i i was aware of her and i always thought she was very professional and well it's not just professional uh, i thought she rocked it with yeah. her gray hair like she's oh got, yeah she's got hair that like a lot of women would kill for absolutely you know sure silver but oh my god it's like oh yeah no she looked great she looked awesome and um but i mean not that that's all that important a fact no or, no it, it's not but it uh i what what's important is that she's like doing it. She was, and it was in a very public way yep. and making it acceptable. And, uh, cause 
you know, I really noticed this with, uh, you know, my mom. So my mom, I, when she was in her fifties, she was dying her hair, but it was really kind of obvious that her hair looked younger than she did. Oh yeah, right? sure. And then, then, uh, well, and she ended up having cancer and she lost a lot of her hair. And when it grew back, she said, I'm not coloring it or whatever. Yep. And it came back silvery gray. And yep. in my mind, it made her look younger because now her hair looked older than she did. Ah, right. Yep. And you see that sometimes yep. with some uh, television personalities. I mean, you see it with men as well as women. Yep. But you, uh, but you definitely uh, notice it a fair bit. Is that if there's a disconnect between the hair and right. The, and the face, the, the face, the yeah. visage, right? Uh, where it's disconcerting. It's disconcerting. It, yeah. It's either the you got too many wrinkles and your exactly. hair is too yeah. youthful, yeah. or the other way around. And in yeah. fact, it's so almost Paul, like Paul McCartney. There's a bit of that going on in certain photos of him. Yeah, like where he, at a certain angle, he looks because he's what he's coming up. He's well into his eighties now, and it's yes. like, well, okay, there's an eighty year old face with brown still good looking hair and it's just a bit disconcerting. It's a little bit weird. Uh, but I understand what you're saying about, so my, so my wife decided in the last little couple of years, same thing to just go with the silver he's and, 80. uh, he's 80 and it looks great, you know? And, uh, I, of course I cannot speak of, of, from experience. I never had to worry. Not certainly not the last, few years about coloring taking it taking a or, different approach or any of that sure let uh, me give you a marker <laughs> yeah exactly but it seemed like a hell of a lot of work to be keeping that color going and and that's what she even said right with covid she was having to uh on a daily basis kind of like color the roots and so but yeah what a mess and again I actually, I think I'm starting a fight with some guy on Facebook because I reposted something uh, somebody posted, you know, about how this was ridiculous and the corporatism and, and bad decisions. And, and, then uh, so I thought, well, that's makes a lot of sense. So I reposted it and so I agree with this. And then some guy in my network said, uh, because it mentioned she might go, well, I guess the person who wrote said they were going to switch to the CBC and the guy's like, Oh yeah, tough life when you have to switch to the CBC. And I'm like, I think you're missing the point of the whole essay. So we'll see if I get a response to my response. I don't often fight with people on Facebook, but when I do, I fight to win. Huh. <laughs> fight hard, my friend. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we were going to talk about working out. Yeah, well, as you get older, it becomes significantly more important um, because you lose uh, you lose muscle mass so fast. Absolutely. I really yep. noticed it... Uh, when around when I turned 40 was just it seemed like uh it took a long time to build up muscle mass but yep. it took no time that's to right to lose it yeah and it kind of accelerated and for me I think uh, you know I'm not 60 yet but I'm getting there and um the um a lot of things hurt <laughs> yeah a lot of things hurt and yeah. so begins you know, to uh and uh flax of lack of lack of flexibility is right huge yes so um the, just getting out working so for for me i've been all during covid we were working out with a friend of ours um before covid 
we were doing some workouts. Then we started doing workouts. Um, when COVID hits, we were doing them outside. There was like a, oh yeah, we had a <clears> small <throat> group. We were doing like a a group thing during the summer of yeah. 2020. Okay. It was all outside. And then um, once it kind of got too cold to do that, we were switching to inside workouts and then we went to virtual workouts. Um, and in fact... Uh, Is that where you just have the <clears throat> Oculus Rift and you just move the, the paddles? Yeah. No, actually, it, it, it's been pretty good. A friend of ours has been uh, uh, leading it. And so once a week, we've been working out virtually for the entire time during the pandemic. Oh, We're cool. Only missing it a few times, yep. mostly for holidays. Um, and we've been switching over to uh, boxing, uh, boxing. Based, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You mentioned that. Right. I actually quite like it. You know, it's funny because my wife likes to hit things. Ah, perfect. Uh, there's something that she really enjoys about pounding things. And uh, it can be cathartic. Yep, absolutely. I don't mind it. Um, she, I think she envisions hitting someone. I just envision, <laughs> I just like the feeling of the twisting and the, yeah. the, 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 the hitting. The hitting but, is definitely the fun part of, uh, for, I remember from my martial arts days, the hitting is much more fun than the getting hit. The yes. getting hit is the yeah. I'm not interested. That's the in, back end I'm of the whole experience. In, I'm like, not interested in the getting hit part. Why did you hit me? Because we're fighting. Well, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, my my son. So part Stand of, still, damn part, it. Part of the thing is with my son. We we got intentionally only one set of boxing gloves. Yes, I remember so you mentioned you that. Yeah, can't can't say. Well, just put your other set on. So. But um, let's bar. Well, and it's tiring, right? When, when and, you know, they have the, all the numbers sequence rate. Well, one, two. One, oh, yeah, two, yeah, one, yeah. It's an amazing there. workout. It, it yeah. is crazy tiring. Yeah. Um, I yeah. prefer that to burpees. That's for sure. We want to get a uh, we've been talking about trying to get a heavy bag for a while because uh, it's a great one. I enjoy it. And, well, uh, we have a heavy bag. I just haven't mounted it. Yeah. Because it's kind of tricky where you mount it and how you mount it. So. Yeah. So that's part of what we want to do. Um, but you're also doing, uh, you said Orange Theory, not yeah. a sponsor. No, no. Yeah. Orange Theory. I'm not entirely sure if I'm sold on Orange Theory. The advantage is that it, uh, that I can schedule it on my phone. Um, it show up. I'm not sure I entirely get it. I really have a hard time hearing what they're saying because they have music going and then the... I find some, I find it more particular with uh, the frequency of most women's voices through those oh, okay. uh, yeah. speakers. But some women I have no problem hearing. Right. Others I have. It's harder. And it, it, yeah. For me, I have a hard time hearing um, like on walkie talkies or kind of inexpensive sure. um, headsets, headsets or whatever. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, what I find especially, uh, I think it's, it's more for, um, for women, I think it's the frequency, and I think when they want to, to get louder, they kind of get higher, which okay help right. Um, whereas you I need, I need power, uh, not not I need volume. more power, not yeah. more volume, and I need more spaces between yeah. the words because if they talk fast, I'm just like. So what do you do? You just you're just kind of looking around. Whatever. Oh, we're doing this now. Okay. <laughs> well, so, so it's funny because it, always a beat behind. Oh, now we're doing this. Okay. Good. 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 
it's, it's not it's not it's not far off right i understand the basics of what i'm supposed to be doing so i look for cues yeah and yeah. then oh, I, changing now. Okay. So they'll they'll say like you know two. There's a whole bunch of stuff that they say. Blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, pays base rate. Okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when they're doing the floor exercises, uh, so there's some there's some weight training and they use oh, yeah. the uh, the bands and uh, medicine balls and all that kind of stuff. They right. they have uh, they have a screen. Okay. At the end. It's actually pretty slick, and it tells you how many reps you're doing in what order, and they tell you, and they have a person there doing them, right? So then... On screen. On the screen. And okay. then you have the trainer will actually demonstrate it a little bit more specifically. Right. So you kind of get an idea what's going on. Okay. So well, that, that part's good. good. Yeah. Uh, um, and they have these rowers, but I'm not entirely sure what I'm supposed to do on the rowers. <laughs> so I'm trying. Um I've gone for a few. They're uh, they're from a marketing perspective. They push pretty hard. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that is a little bit off putting. I think um, right. clearly it it works because it gets people in. A little cultish. Are you coming back? Are you coming back? You did the free trial. Are you coming back? Well, once you stop bothering me. Yeah, it, it was kind of like you asked for a free trial. I'm yeah. here to schedule your free trial at the back door. Yes, hello. Hi, we're from Orange Theory. You coming? Exactly. We're, we're all heading we? down right now. Yeah. Get once, the hell once out of here, would you? Once the guy, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, it's it's not... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've been around for a little while, so... Um, well, and it's a, they call it a personal trainer, but it's not your personal trainer. It's right. a group It's person. a personal... A person... <laughs> trainer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and you're doing the November project. Well, we're doing November project. Now, that's different, right? That's Isn't a that? community-based thing. Uh actually want to get this is really good coffee it is very really good um yeah so I, it was just there this morning so november project yes yeah, a different so it's a cost free mm. and um well, it's price. it's caught on I, I guess well certainly across north america i don't know if if it's ex expanded um well it must have been because they just had a, a big conference and there was a gentleman from the philippines who came and apparently had a um some sort of cardiac event and died, which was very unfortunate, but so it is global he came to die, but it started. No, I guess he was on a, they were doing a run and he just like, he dropped. So that put a bit of damper on there. Mm -hmm. uh, so every, so every community has a lead, has people who volunteer to lead it mm -hmm. and started in Boston from what I understand. And the reason they call it the November project was it was October and these two, and they were rowers and they decided to stay in shape, they would do a community-based thing. And I guess they were going to start it the next month. And so at the top of their spreadsheet, they just put November project. And that's the name that has stuck. And so it has, it caught on. Uh, Andrew Ference from the Oilers started it here in Edmonton. I think we just had our 10th year anniversary in Edmonton. My wife and I have only been doing it for a year. And, it, you know, it is phenomenal. Is it really only a year? Yeah, we've been Sounds started in September. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Uh, it's three times a week. The motto is just show up and it is, um, it's great. Like it's a, it's such a community based thing. Are you doing it three times a week? We're doing it. Well, pretty consistently. That's good. Um, so on the Mondays, it is a more full body workout and it moves around. So we're all kinds, it's always outdoors. So all sorts of interesting, uh, places we've been on some, when they built that new bridge, we did it on the bridge where We'll do it sometimes at uh, Churchill Square. Or, and you find out like on Sunday where it's going to be. 
Then on the Wednesday, it's stairs, and that well, one stays. How many, how many people in, in your group? Well, it, it and depends. Is there more than one group in the city? Or no, there's only one group. Um, sometimes we'll have 20-odd people. Uh, sometimes we'll have 300. Like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been out yeah. to one where they had three? Yeah, we did a big, there was a big celebratory one, and uh, like a lot of people came back. So Wednesdays at Stairs, and we've kind of moved it around, but historically it's been at the Commonwealth Stadium during the summer. And so we've gone back to that. And then in the winter, it's uh, at Strathcona. Um, uh, what's the uh, what's the big club? Not Strathcona. Um, uh, the Glenora? Glenora. Yeah, so the Glenora Stairs Okay. And uh, during the winter. And it's just 30 minutes. And then on Fridays, we do Walterdale Hill. That's what we did this morning. And again, it's really so on the Wednesdays and the Fridays, it's always the same place, and it's just dead simple. You show so what up. What time do they start? Like six, 6 a.m. Oh my god! Yeah, we start with a little cheer and a little bounce, but you know, people just show. People have been. Some people have been coming for you know eight nine years. Other people just started. Uh, there's no pressure, and it's just such a, a community base. And there's always photos taken at the end of the workout everybody gets together and so on the on the page you can see sort of the progression um and you just you know it's 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 really quite powerful like we we immediately vibed with it and it was like this is great and people are just you know you make sort of a commitment i'll see you on wednesday and then you know but again if something happens so no one's gonna day, give you a hard days time days of the week for the one in everything uh monday wednesday fridays okay yep. and uh so i'd like to add a little bit more you know, I think I've probably going to do some high intensity, some hit stuff. And as I was saying, we're considering maybe getting a, a family membership because it's great, but it's only 30 minutes. And uh, I was just at the primary care network and they're like, well, you know, 90 minutes is good, but 180 minutes would be better. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out. So how do we double the workout time? And I said, 300 minutes a week is really good. I'm like, that's a lot of. Uh, that's a lot of time. That's five hours of working out. Yeah. So, uh, but if we can get it to three hours, uh, we'll see what we can do. What I find with a lot of, uh, I don't know, for me personally, I find that I need to have uh, something scheduled that I'm supposed yes, to be there. It makes a big and there's difference. Either there's people waiting or I, you know, it has a, a fixed start time. Yep. Um, because if it's just me showing up, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Not yeah. so much. And yeah. Well, I think that's why this something like this works because it becomes this. A, it's a habit, and there's uh, like I say, it's not a big high pressure thing, but enough of an expectation that you know people will be happy well, to see just, you, and you're like, the, hey, just that commitment between you and your wife to show up. That's that, right. That that that's a lot. Although interestingly enough, to make it work right off the bat, because honestly, Paulette's the one who had heard about it. I'd heard about it years ago and I was like, no thanks. And then just something struck me last semester, last September when she, she was going to go. And I said, well, maybe I'll come too. And she was totally taken aback. Really? Uh, yeah. She thought I'd have no interest. And uh, so our agreement is if we're into it, we go together. If one of us is not, there's no, no questions asked. Um, the other one goes, or if neither of us want to go, that's cool too, because we agreed if we're pushing each other, and it's not gonna. Well, work. the whole nature of it is you don't push; you just show up and you do. Well, your it's best like and... we we were doing this virtual training with uh, this friend of ours who she organized it for a bunch of people, and then in the end, I think it was mostly just my wife and I, 
Right. And uh, but she's showing up. She's making the effort. You know, we, we yeah. pay her for the, the, the personal training. But um, uh, so she went away for three weeks and we had some options for other places to go. We could go work out at a boxing. There was this particular boxing club. Yeah. And, you know, life got busy and we just weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is that commitment, you know, that commitment to, I mean, there are some people who are incredibly self-disciplined that they'll do everything self-motivated. Yeah. I'm just not. Something wrong. With I get people. lots of stuff done, but I'm not. That's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not me. I, I do better with commitments to others yep. than commitments to myself alone. Or I'll just find a, you know, yeah, reason. But to your point about aging, though, it, it does become like I've probably had more injuries since January. It's all good now, but and nothing major. But you just start to realize, oh, geez, you know, um, and thank goodness we have I think we share the same sports medicine person. And it's amazing because it'll be like so I was doing some running. I tried to do a 6K and my knee was just killing me like two hours later, went to see him. And he's like, oh, it's because of something in your ankle, which goes back to. When I was a kid, I started rolling this particular ankle. I've probably rolled it eight, nine times, you know, since I was 15. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is totally what's happening. And uh, and I'm always amazed by that because you'll be like, and my wife has the same experience. She'll be like, I have this sort of pain in my ribs. And he's like, eh, checks it out. He's like, oh, yeah, it's this opposite hip is a little bit, you know, tight. So we'll loosen that and this other pain over here will go away, which I always thought when you go see your doctor, an MD, they're always like, oh, it's inflammation. Like they have no idea what to do, right? Uh, maybe stop running. And he's like, no, 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 we'll fix it up. And um, well, it amazes me, me. Yeah, for me, I was having huge issues with my back, like unable to sleep. And, and you know, I think I went in and he said, um, I got good news. Um, I can fix you in two to four minutes. And I'm going like, that sounds really good. Do it. The bad news so, is it's going to hurt. Well, it didn't hurt. <laughs> it's going to be very the, the bad news was that you got to do these exercises all the time or we'll come back. Yeah, Basically, absolutely. I have a lack of mobility in my hips on one side in particular yeah. that was causing it's me not to uncommon. compensate. And the compensation is what's causing the Ex- back. Abs- yeah, I've had and for similar me, things. And for right? me, if I do the exercise, back's fine. Yeah. If I don't do the exercises, I know right away. That's right. And the problem is, is you do the exercises, it doesn't hurt anymore. You go like, ah, I'm, I'm good. cured. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And the reality is. You're not. No. Which actually reminds me, I've been a little remiss in doing some of my stretches. What reminds me, Louis C.K. had a whole bit about that, where he has a shitty ankle now. And uh, same thing, his doctor, I guess, told him, you know, you do this. And he was like, how long do I have to do that for? And it was like, forever. <laughs> and he's like, well, can't you fix it with some kind of, and the guy's like, no. But if I was a athlete, you're not. <laughs> this is just what you do now. You, yeah. And well, so and that's part of it. Right? Well, and you, and you think about like a lot of these athletes, these high level athletes, and you see, uh, I mean, I, I, I follow the Oilers quite closely and there's, there has been, you know, I think most of the most of the athletes have had some sort of chronic issue at some point in time. Yeah. Sometimes they're able to solve it, but uh, other times they have to work their way through it. 
and um, we had a quite a good defenseman who um, ended his career. He had shoulder issues, and he was never yep. going to be able to come back, even yep. though he was like the top defenseman on the Oilers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think he's ever coming back. Well, I, I remember when I was uh, still living in Montreal, you know, there was a bunch of old Canadians like Yvon, Yvon Cournoyer and that had uh, bars and restaurants and you'd see these guys and man, they could barely move. Right. They're, yeah. they're like, by then they would have been in their late forties, early fifties. And I mean, it takes a lot out of their body. Knee, well, look at Bobby Orr, like his knees like totally shot, you know? So yeah, these guys day in, day out. Um, well, and it's, it takes a lot of and with hockey players in particular. They're really playing at the edge of, yeah. um, of what's, possible like uh, well i think football players too if you look at and even the culture like in the nfl cfl probably too where they're they're playing injured and they're just taping the guy's knee up and it's like we'll, we'll shoot you full of uh you know novocaine and because they only play like 12 games a season or whatever maybe so it's even worse right it's like right. you yeah well in, in terms crazy of, in terms of hockey players what i really notice is that they have so little their body, their BMI is their body mass index. Is, yeah. Like they're just, they're just shredded. Yeah. Right. Then there's not a lot of anything else. No, that's right. So like, it's funny cause like I'm a little tiny bit overweight, um, six foot two, about 220, 225 pounds. And, um, and you know, but if you get a hockey player that's six foot two, 225, they're like massive. They're just huge. Yep. And they're saying, like, he's a monster. I'm going, like, well, I'm definitely not a monster. <laughs> it's what, yeah, it's what the but what's it, the but, made um, of. Well, and I remember uh, when Kelly Buckberger oh, was yes. still playing. He used to be a captain for the Oilers. That's right. Went to he his, was not overly tall, though. Yeah, he, well, he might have been, like, six foot or five. Yeah. But, uh, but he, uh, his sister was getting married, so I went to her wedding. And, um, uh... So he was there and you could see him and it's just, his face was drawn because there's just no, even in his face, there's oh, just yeah. no fat. Right. There's no, there's no extra anything. Right. Right. And, um, I mean, that guy, I mean, like it would be like, you know, you, if you poke him, you feel like you might break your finger because right. he's just so hard. Sure. Yeah. And, um, anyway, that's, that's it. Yeah. So, so working out, I, I enjoy it. Uh, but at times you're like, oh God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just, it's never going to end. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's no getting better now. No. Um, Mind you, know. having said that, I know some old people who did not work out and you can tell the difference, right? You see somebody who's in their seventies, who's still really active versus somebody who, who's not. Oh. And, and it's pretty dramatic. So there's an incentive there to be like, I think I'd like to keep walking up and down stairs when well, I'm in my I, 70s. So I'm let's going, go, man. I'm going back country camping with the gentleman who's in his 70s, and I'm worried about being able to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so media, what kind of media are you consuming? <sighs> uh, well, I'm still trying to make my way through a bunch of shows. Uh, I've gone back to Stranger Things, so I'm into season three now, just okay. the first couple episodes. Still trying to make my way through Ozark. Uh, looking forward to She-Hulk. We haven't watched. We haven't been, gathered the troops. 
Uh, I heard the first episode. I'm hearing some really good feedback about the first episode. Oh, it's I did. Quite I, funny. I watched the first episode. Yeah? Did you enjoy it? I did, actually. I thought it was good. I wasn't sure what to expect. It's Is not it long? A, it's not a character. No, it's kind of 40 minutes, okay. 45 minutes. Yeah. So um, part for the course with the, with the Netflix, with the Disney Plus shows. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it is different again like uh so uh ms marvel definitely was quite different yes um i would say moon knight and uh moon knight was a little bit more well certainly darker. more what you expected from marvel stuff okay i guess yeah even though it was an unusual character and an unusual setting yeah ms knight the uh, ms marvel definitely felt different right this one's kind of in between. Oh, yeah. Well, so, I, I've heard if you... I've never read the She-Hulk comics. Yeah, me neither. But I've, I've heard a lot of people say, if you read the, if you read the comics, they really captured the tone, mm-hmm. right? Because like, comics are like everything else. There's the ones that are a bit more serious and, and uh, just by the nature of the material. And then there's ones that are a little bit more light. So apparently they've done a really good job of... of reflecting what the source material is like which i think you know that's all you can ask for yeah it um it looked well and apparently so with uh with the hulk there the hulk when he's in hulk mode is all uh like with the dots and the all yes full CGI. right 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 but with um with she hulk they have a woman who's like this super tall Olympian, like super strong, and then they replace the face. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so it's uh, not a full CGI. Uh... It's not a full CGI, and uh, so uh, and I've heard some criticism. I didn't really notice it, but I, mean, I was watching it on a smaller, okay, smaller screen. Um, yeah, I don't know. Why? When you get a chance to take a look at it, see if you notice anything. I didn't really. I thought it was fine in terms yeah. of um the visual effects and um it's uh the i mean you, you'll see right away apparently uh she hulk in the comics would often break the fourth wall right so uh sort of so deadpool style deadpool very much deadpool style so she, she does it a few times in, okay in this. Uh, I'm, looking, and, I'm looking forward to it and I'm, there's even times when it looks like she is and she isn't because uh i'm a big fan of mark ruffalo and so uh well, in the first episode, and he plays a pretty big role in it. In the first he? episode, for sure, he plays a big role. I don't know if that's going to continue. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, it's uh, good. It's uh, it uh, it could go all kinds of different directions. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I am I'm a big fan of Tatiana Matslani. She's Canadian. Oh, okay. Uh, she did uh, she did all of the characters in Orphan Black. So apparently Orphan Black was super difficult because there was I, I some crazy number was like 17 different clones and oh, she played all the clones. all of them. Okay. So, so she's right. Uh, so she's got her bona fides there. Yeah. yeah. And, well, I think she won an Emmy. It's a TV show so it must be an Emmy. Okay. So yeah. She's won a, at least a few Emmys related cool. I'm to I'm looking forward to checking that. it out. I'm uh I started a new well, I'm rereading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um kind of for the business i want to do a book review so i'm finding that interesting you know it's fun when you read those there's certain books you reread them every 10 or 15 years and you get a totally different perspective from it and i've started a new book which i don't know yet it's a bit out there it's uh it's a it's called uh, cheating the ferryman 
Okay. And uh, I heard about this on a, on a supernatural podcast and it's a guy who purports to have a highly scientific, um, hypothesis around, uh, uh, death and, and, um, is there an afterlife and whatnot? And it's sort of like, he's rejecting. What's it called again? It's Something called cheating the, ferryman. cheating the ferryman. The ferryman being in mythology, the, you get taken across the river sticks yeah. when you die and he's basically saying that you don't actually die there's some so it's kind of got elements of are we living in a, in a simulation sort of but it's not a technological simulation so so far he seems to be have done his homework because the first couple of chapters it's actually kind of a hard read because he's totally deconstructing like hinduism and buddhism and and combining and and looking at the similarities and so he's he's gone deep we'll see if it's turns out to be you know pseudo deep you know just a bunch of or if there's something kind of to it okay um so i'm enjoying it so far it's it's just a distracting kind of thing and like oh, okay so he purports to explain in his theory uh past life uh, near death experience uh supernatural he he claims to, it all fits in this hypothesis so we shall see you know what um do you have um do you have anything that uh that you have on tap for media that you're looking to 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 <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm thinking I might try the boys okay. when I'm done with Ozark and, uh, um, stranger things. Yeah. We'll see. I, I How was, about you? I was going to look at this prey thing, which is, Oh, uh, but that's just a one shot movie, movie, right? Yeah. I'll probably watch that too. Um, there's, um, filmed here in, in Alberta. What and, was it? Yeah, Southern Alberta. Well, I've watched a lot of and, the Predator uh, stuff. And a high number of Indigenous... Uh, in fact, I think in the entire cast might be uh, First Nations. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, uh, there's The Gray Man, which uh, I think is... Is that on Netflix? I think so. That's Chris Evans Chris Evans and, uh, and uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yeah, is that good? Or I you don't know. I, that's, this is on, on my list. Okay. And then there's the other one. My wife watched, my wife and son watched The Gentleman, and they quite enjoyed that. So I think oh, that, Was that the Matthew McConaughey? I'm not sure. Yes, we saw that when it came out. Uh, really good movie. Yeah. And I still haven't yeah. seen Thor and Love and Thunder. I'm waiting for it to show I up on Destiny. I really enjoyed Thor, Love and Thunder. I, uh, you know, again, so many people hate on these things. Well, on social media. And... Yes, it's, you know, <laughs> no one is going to mistake it for Shakespeare, uh, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, a little bit heavy on the on the jokes, maybe, but it's a comic book movie. Well, and I thought it was really funny. Apparently, Marvel is struggling with this thing that's been going on where um, there's this perception that... Uh, so what's happening is as they're releasing something new, like this happened with Ms. Marvel, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, it just happened with She-Hulk. So the initial reviews from like actual reviewers right. comes in and then it gets uh, review bombed before it gets released sure. by older males. Yes. And they're giving them one star. Yeah, the worst so the worst people on the planet. But they're they're not <laughs> That's what we sit here in our fifties. But they can't but have watched it because yeah. it's not out. Yeah. So uh so they're yeah. they're having well, a it's problem. all these tears, but hey, it's too woke or what's the woman? You know, and, and I, the other thing I've heard, and this kind of makes sense, is they're almost a bit of a victim of their own success because Endgame and and Infinity War were such blockbusters. 
Um, but now they're rebuilding. And I think this is why Feige released, was it last week or two weeks ago, that they're doing, um, uh, well, they're doing Secret Wars, but basically the, the next two Avengers movies are way out there. And I think they felt that they needed to somehow remind people that if you look at the first 10 years of the MCU, there was a lot of building. And, you know, you go back and you watch Thor The Dark World, it's not exactly a, a blow you out of the water movie, but it's like a puzzle piece. Right. And I think people are too much, well, why can't this be good as end, as end game? It's like, well, because that was a 10 year culmination, man. That's right. And now we're doing, we're redoing that. So people are stupid. I mean, what can you say? Well, this review bombing <laughs> is crazy because it makes, uh, because it, it, especially it's coming out before right. the release. So it's not even. Yeah. In response to yeah. the show, it's not like they, they yeah, so. Um, well, here's my advice. <coughs> Go see what you want to see. Like so many things in life, make up your own. Don't yeah. do, I'm not going to say do your own research, but when it comes to a movie or a TV show, Go see it, right? Like I, to, to decide on, on something because a bunch of people on the internet said it was good, bad or otherwise as you say, particularly before it's even come out, I think is probably not the best approach. Um, you know, you're not marrying the thing or, or investing half your life savings. If you think it could be interesting, go see it yourself and then you'll know, right? Yeah. So um, the Eternals, Moon Knight, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Lightyear, yeah. Ms. Marvel, and now She-Hulk. Yeah. They're all getting review bombed often before right. the release by by people who have not seen it. That's right. Well, there's this huge backlash. I And I there's a couple of YouTubers that, fight, quite frankly, I stopped watching because every single thing, um, I'm not going to name them, but uh, there's at least two. And it's, it's just this constant litany of negative and they're so concerned that Disney's going woke and why do we... It's like you know what it's first of all it's a tv show or it's a movie and it's a tv show or a movie about a comic book so you know relax were some of the star wars movies crappy yes they were did i feel at any time that it ruined my childhood no <laughs> you know or even my uh enjoyment like the new Indiana Jones movie that's supposed to be coming out. There was huge upset because apparently, you know, stuff got leaked and Indiana Indy dies in it. This is all unconfirmed. Right. And then Phoebe Waller bridge is going to become the new Indy. And then all these guys are like, Oh, why does that have to be a woman? And, and again, it's like, you know what? It's a movie. If it's a crappy movie, it's going to be a crappy movie. Don't buy the DVD, go back, watch the first three, which were great and enjoy them. But this, this, I don't understand this kind of like, you're going to ruin the legacy of, it's, it's a movie. Oh, uh-oh. I think we're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might be done on the video. So we're, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. Okay. Uh, we'll have a still image of these last moments. Exactly. Uh, Mark, have a good time at yep. Canada's Wonderland. Okay. We'll want to hear if you do in feel, fact feel that it is uh, worthy of, of number of two. Such <laughs> We're number two. Try not to puke on your shoes. <laughs> exactly. uh, make sure you puke in a garbage can or something. And enjoy time with your son. Okay. I will see you. When are you guys back?
Oh, I'm back Thursday. Okay. Well, have a good time. Oh, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Well, yeah. have fun. Okay. And be safe. Okay. See you, man. See you, man. All Take right. Care.